You're listening to Adishokbe Live. Talk to us about South Africa, man. Oh, you can go. No, <laughs> South Africa is a very beautiful place. Mm. I think a lot of sounds in South Africa, you can find a lot of different sounds. I told these guys, my team, that, um, guys, um, this sound, our piano, is going to be the biggest thing, and we need to lead with this. <laughs> those are like two places in South Africa where we can tell you where those things come from. Mm. And it's they're very... Durban. Oh, yeah, Durban and... Durban and Pretoria. Mm. Whatever they're creating, mm. the today core groove. Mm. Mm. How can I say it? Yes, today core yeah. groove of what they, what How they, they feel. How they feel always competing with one another like who got the better style mm. ladies and gentlemen boys and girls welcome to a brand new edition of Irish Open Live the official Afrobeats podcast here from the Afri Media Studios in London I am joined by an incredible duo all the way from South Africa by the United States of America as far as I'm concerned <laughs> picking up bags left right and center touchdown in the studio with everybody Picking up plaques too. I know you're picking up plaques. Ladies and gentlemen, mm -hmm. the dynamic, exciting, superstar DJs and producers, Major League DJs. What's good? What's good? What's cool? What's cool? First thing is this. Obviously, yeah. you guys are identical. Yeah. So, who is who? who? <laughs> you know what I mean? This is, the, okay. this is my chance. I'm Bandile. And I'm Banele. Wow. Uh, yeah, they're, I'm they're, cuter, you know. So. <laughs> Listen, brothers. Um, first of all, congratulations yeah. on an impressive career so far. Um, Thank you. A very, very interesting journey in music uh, mm -hmm. that a lot of people outside of South Africa are probably over the last two years really starting to get a grasp of. But before we get into, I just want to know your introduction into the music how come two identical brothers end up being producers and djs enjoying their careers as artists like how come how how do two identical brothers love the same thing it was uh, wild um i think we've always liked the same things yeah i've always liked the same things we grew up together mm. born in america um parents well, my father was a pianist. He loved a lot of music. He grew up with a lot of jazz giants as well. Mm. Around we us. Up, we also grew up a lot of jazz giants around us as well. So I think the music has always been there. In the house, the music's always been there. Mm. There's always been an influence of music in everything we do. But growing up, we were supposed to be playing piano, but we like sports more. So we got more into the music as we got older. Mm. Yeah, we started with events, through some of the biggest parties in in South Africa, or some of the biggest after parties. Then we said, yo, let's get into DJing, because after high school, we like, we host serious parties, DJs are late. We wow. started DJing. From there, it just started growing our DJ career. Only twins DJing at one point. Wow. I think that was the... The curveball for, mm. for the DJ for the DJing side of, of Major League. So we were like, yo, we played we played serious baseball growing up, played provincial baseball. So we call ourselves baseball. Major League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. 
We love baseball. It was crazy. You still watch baseball now? Not really. Yeah. I'm really focusing on the music. <laughs> so now you 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 talk about starting with DJing. The, obviously, in recent times, you are now known for also production and producing. 100%. So how the DJing, we're like, yo, man, we can't just DJ. The music needs to come in. So, but remember when hip hop first before mm. the new age quite those new age quite those like Rihanna, yep. the authentic sign of South Africa, which everyone said was there. So we branded it and said this the is new age quite yep. with a little influence of hip hop. So that's what we started pushing a lot, and we started releasing that music because mm. it was just a different was this a different curveball from what normal people were doing in South Africa. Something different, something unique, you know. Something dynamic and something that represented South Africa. Speak to me about Kwaito music. Growing up in Nigeria, obviously that was, especially in the 90s, Kwaito music was, we had Channel O. So Channel O was like the biggest, you know, bird's eye view for us. That's true. You know, to see what was happening. Kwaito, the sound, the dance moves. Talk to me about Kwaito. How would you describe Kwaito music to an audience that probably haven't heard or doesn't know what it is? Kwaito slowed down house music with vernacular, which vernacular is our, our language, street, street language in South Africa called Tozita. Mm. It's like rap slang language of the streets. You yeah. know, representing the streets, the, the suffering, whatever. It can be suffering, enjoyment of the streets in South Africa mm. during apartheid, yeah. You mentioned apartheid, uh, Banile. Yes. Yeah. Banile. Banile. Yeah. yeah. Talk to me about obviously apartheid is yeah, we all know what that is. Um, but especially coming on this side of the nineties when it was supposed to be abolished and the new South Africa was growing, obviously Kwaito mm. music and pop music was projecting South Africa to the rest of the world. What are the remnants, would you say, of of apartheid and how it affected the growth of pop culture in South Africa. Coming forward or Yeah. Still now. Like o- um, over from the nineties going on. Um, how yeah. did that affect kind of like the pop culture? Um oh, it affected us in a in a very bad way. You know, um I think as South Africans we never thought we 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 could be the people we are today. Hmm. Like not just about music, like even like the the comedians like your Trevor Noah's your mm. black coffees it, it it really affected them in in a in a crazy way so for us to even like leave out you know, I don't think you guys see that like South Africans don't leave like their country like facts they don't think bigger than like you South don't Africa. travel out we don't travel out you know so this this everything that's happening now is like a myth to them it's mm. like how do they do that how do they do that you know so we really admire those who've done it, but like apartheid was, it was it was mind blowing. I think it like really closed people's minds yeah. to. So I think to thinking bigger than say circle, <laughs> and the oppression really, it locked you in. You know, maybe a little brainwash. So you probably mm. wouldn't think bigger than your bedroom. Basically, like, <laughs> the world doesn't accept you like that. You're not bigger than because I'll than tell your you, country. I'll tell you, South Africa produced. The artist is producing the songs, rapping on the songs, writing the songs. Hmm. Yeah, we do like the whole three sixty. Yeah, playing it, hmm. DJing it. Who's that? <laughs> Who's that? Who's that?
that's that's probably on the that's probably on the <laughs> on the eye message of FaceTime. That's that's FaceTime on the on, on the computer. On the computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but anyway, just cut that off. Anyway, you were talking about something very important in terms of, you know, what happened before in South Africa affecting the thought process of not only creatives, but everybody in general. But let's talk about South Africa for a moment. So for me, one of my first engagements would be um, a, I think it was Graceland Mandela concert. Yeah. Of you know seeing the Hugh Masekela's and seeing yeah. the Maya Makibas and some of the greatest African icons, seeing yeah. them perform on stage, and seeing the hundreds of thousands in the stadium singing the songs and talking about why a concert like this was very important. But nowadays, I think ambassadors like yourself are obviously not only promoting the music and the culture, but you're also out here promoting the beauty of South Africa. True. Talk to us about South Africa, man. Oh, you can go on. <laughs> South Africa is a very beautiful place. Mm. I think a lot of sounds have, uh, in South Africa, you can find a lot of different sounds. There's kum. Mm. There's a lot of house music. You know, we like dancing a lot. Mm. I think even in the dance space, we have, in the house space, we have a lot of subgenres of, of house music as well. So it's very dynamic. Mm. We love uh, a lot of a lot of color, because even we have eleven official languages, a lot of color, a lot of different tribes, and we collaborate in different stuff. Even our Tzotital, when I mean Tzotital, is the street language. Mm. It's collaborated with a lot of different languages in the in the Tzotital. Even Afrikaans. Wow. Is in the Tzotital. Which is Dutch. Yeah. So, I think we've come a long way, especially between the race. The racial part has come a long way because. I think our kids now can can interact mix. and mix and and it's okay for them to mix, you know, mm. and grow with and grow with a different race. So yeah, it's just a beautiful and also the tourism is beautiful. The 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 places you can go, Cape Town, Durban, not even East London. Mm. It's very beautiful. It's different vibes. Mm. So yeah. Mm. You speak now one of the important things you touched on was the different sounds. Correct. Obviously, um, being a Nigerian, uh, West African, we, we are notorious for, for being influenced by mm-hmm. sounds from across the continent mm-hmm. um, and, and looking for a variety of sounds to develop and to add to whatever it is we have. For s- since the 90s, South Africa has always been ahead of the curve in delivering sounds that people now... Take a little element of this, take a little element of that. First question is, why is it that South Africa, for a reason, always come up with new sounds? What about I, the people or the I culture? Think, I think I think they just it's, it's, they, 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 they're like they're like two places in South Africa where we can tell you where those things come from. Mm. And it's they're Durban, very oh, yeah, Durban and Durban and Pretoria. Mm. They have two places that really like. They really like they they even they do it for South Africa, meaning that they're always competing with one another, like who got the better style. Mm. Yeah, we like South Africans are very like they always they always get inspired by we get inspired by the Western world, but like try and do it in our own style. Mm. I don't know if you understand. Yep. So 
So we always feel like when you do something, go home. Like the first thing, one thing you must get said is like, if you guys want to really blow overseas, you got to go home. Quick message from Alat NG. I'm joined by Fumilayo from Alat, of course, NG from Wema Bank. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you. Uh, we're here to speak about the app, the banking app, Alat.ng. Yes. Please speak to me. First of all, what is this banking app? So it is a bank. Great. Not just an app. It mm. is a bank. Um, and essentially what it does is it allows you to do any banking transaction from the comfort of your phone. Wow. What is interesting is that you even sign up right there from your phone. You don't have to go to any banking hall to do anything. So you upload your picture, your signature, everything you do from the comfort of wherever you are. And it takes just five minutes. Now, a lot of us in diaspora want to have banks in Nigeria, bank accounts in Nigeria. And one of the biggest problems we've faced or the challenges we face is, this is the VPN number, is it the... V how do we cross that hurdle? Awesome. So what we've done, and um, if you go to our site, mm. alat.ng, we have a list of um, agents in the UK here where you can go to and register for your BVN. And interestingly, we've added on the NIN. Right now, you need the NIN to do everything, everything. in Nigeria. So once you do that, it's it's possible. But go mm -hmm. home, not in go home. As in, in like, Santin, you got to go home, like, to the villages mm. and see what they're doing and try modernize that. You get me? I mm. think, like, we're not, we're not, in those places, not tuned to the internet too much. So it's, it's very, raw and authentic. It's, it's, it's very raw and authentic to whatever they feel and whatever they, 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 I can't even say the hearing, whatever they're creating, mm. the, to their core groove. Mm. Mm. How can I say it? Yes, to their core yeah. group of what they, what How they, they feel. feel. Yeah, yeah. So, so they they're not connected to the Western world too much. They're not, they're not engaged in the West. They're not, it, it doesn't feed their soul listening to Westernized music. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Now, there was a part in, in, especially not too distant part, where hip-hop, boom, in South Africa, hip-hop became the number one genre, you know, but it wasn't really hip hop. It was the Kwaito. It was the new age Kwaito. It was the, the new age Kwaito with the likes of maybe Casper. But, but they used the hip hop. They they see with even with that, I had an argument yesterday. We shouldn't have called it as a hip hop. Should have mm. left it as new age Kwaito because that was the authentic sound of it. Mm. The reason why it's a hip hop pop is because of the new age Kwaito mm. feel. To feel the authentic feel to South Africa. I started relating more. So you, can, to you could have even related to, to, South, absolutely. Africa, to South Africans and Africans. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, yeah. Well, that led to the biggest stars like your Casper and Co. Yeah. selling out thousands of arenas and stuff. Where is New Age Kwaito or SA Hip Hop now? Is it as dominant as it was um, about six, seven years ago? It's not as dominant as it used to be. I think people are now about like. What feels right? Home. What feels, yeah. What feels, you know, what feels like we're at home. Even out here, like, everybody's like, where are you from now? So I'm like, yeah. I'm from London, or I'm from the UK, or I'm from Paris. They're like, okay, I was born in, in Ghana. I still mm. in the thing, but I'm from, like, Ghana. I'm from, Facts. like, Uganda. Facts. So people feel like it, they, need, they feel a sense of belonging now. Mm. And they don't mind talking about it, you know. So I think even as an African, you're like, mm, this tastes good, but... I actually prefer the one that comes from Africa. Facts, facts. Yeah. Now, um, you know, 
hip hop. Obviously, you're f you had like a close knit family with Casper mm -hmm. um, and and Rick. Rick, that's somebody I'd like to speak about. But but before we speak about um, Ricky, I want us to talk about the emergence of arguably the most dominant sound from Africa at the moment. Piano, piano. Okay. I'm a piano. To yeah, you guys, you started with New Age Quieto, you were doing different things, but when did Ama Piano not only kick in in South Africa to your, when you came in contact with it, but when did it become a major league DJ's like, do you know what, we're flipping uh, the script. Um, there was a time, there's a period we were doing New Age Quieto with hip hop, but I told these guys, my team, that, um, guys, um, this sound, our piano is going to be the biggest thing and we need to lead with this. <laughs> there was a time where I used to fight with him and there's a guy called Fogalisti. Yeah. I used to tell them, guys, stop with this hip-hop thing. It's not us. Wow. And they used to fight with me, fight with back and forth. And I used to tell them, no, listen to what I'm saying. This is what's going to happen. <laughs> and what's happening is what I told them is going to happen. Wow. Fogalisti is proof of it. I don't know if he'll agree, but Fogalisti will tell me. <laughs> yeah, he'll be yeah. like that. Because they used to be like, let's play 30 minutes hip-hop, let's play 30 they minutes um, Kwaito. And mm. I'd be like, no, you don't have to do that. Let's play 30 minutes Kwaito and let's play 30 minutes house. Because, mm. like, we, our piano falls under house yep. because now we're taking out all the raps out of the, like, the, the Kwaito. Mm. So we make it more music-based, more vocal-based, mm. not rap-based. Instrumental-based, yeah. but... The thing is what happened with hip hop in South Africa, it went it went more English. Yep. So it went more Western. Where people were sounding like they came from New York. Hundred percent. So it 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 went it drove people away from it and mm. people local people in South Africa started connecting to something else. Which was more local, which was more I'm a piano. So all the singles we used to do we always tried to have a South African influence in Guaito. Mm. So, uh, as the hip-hop started fading away, because mm. people started sounding more westernized, and it w it was not relating to the mass. It might relate to people in the cool areas of South Africa, but the mass market, the mass market sell at the stadiums always. are not listening to it. So, the sound of my piano started growing, 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 started getting the hearts of those people. And people rapping in Vanak on mm. our piano would grow more. Sounding better. 100%. Now, you guys, you know, before you started making our piano, like you were saying, uh, New Age Kwaito, you were collaborating with different artists. I remember the one that I, I definitely was heavy on was the record, I think it was Do Better, with 100%. Battle Ranking. And, you know, you had that vision from quite early. Yeah. A while ago. Talk to me about that. Collaborating with your brothers and sisters from different parts and trying always, to expand. Always believe that collaborating is collaborating makes anything bigger. Hmm. That's something that Virgil lived and and showed that it's really that like hmm. collaborating is everything. It makes anything bigger than what it is. Hmm. It's putting two great minds together and and making a better audience out of that or product. Yeah. That's amazing. And now that you've now stepped into the Amapiano world, uh, listen, it looks like 
this is where you're going to build, uh, this is where you're building the mansion, because yeah. this, th this money long, because you guys look like you've come out of a Kanye music yeah. video right now. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me about the successes you've had um, in recent times with the music, with Amapiano, especially over the last one year. The one, one that I really, really mess with mm. was the video you dropped when you were in London last summer with Focalistic. Oh, and you shot on uh, London Bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it's like a viral, viral video. video. Yeah. That was, but that record is crazy. Mr. Prentman, is it? Government. My government. My government. government. <laughs> that's a record. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a tune. Now Thank talk you. to me about, you know, how, it's be, how things have changed. Yes, you had successes with hip-hop, starting with DJs, and then you moved into New Age Kwaito. You had collaborations that obviously got into the UK and spread around Africa, but now you've took a step up into Amapi and you're dropping tunes. How was the success? You know, what is it like now? In comparison to what you were seeing before, now the the movement, Amapiano movement, to be honest, I think it's bigger than South Africa now. Mm. It's in different countries. Yep. Different countries are making the sound, so the sound is it, it has its own feet. Yeah, you don't even have to talk for it anymore. It talks for itself, and it's opening so many doors. We're playing on so many different stages as well. You yep. know, we're mixing dance stages with Afrobeat stages. <laughs> So one day, hopefully, we have a huge show where we have an Afrobeat crowd and a dance crowd. Be crazy in man. one stadium. I saw you at the Coachella. Now you're yeah, yeah, at the stadium, yeah. like hopefully that, that island Ibiza. Whoa! It's packed out with black brothers and, and sisters. I still hope for, hosting for a crazy, that. You know, for a crazy summer when we have a residency, it's like, Damn. Can, why are there so many black people on this island? We like, no, we out here too. African dance music is here to stay. Yeah. Black you know? coffee. Mm -hmm. Was been was flying a flag for a long time, a long not time. only for South Africa for house music, yeah. and really, really in the spaces that all of us as Africans dreamt to be in, in the private jets with even get in, you know, playing for Paris Hilton. You know what I mean? Mad. Residency in Ibiza for a whole month, Vegas residency. These are stuff of dreams. Hundred percent. But now it looks like it's in touching distance for the major league DJs. <laughs> Talk to me about, you're getting closer, you were at Coachella. Tell me about that experience. How many girls were in your DJ booth? <laughs> Let's start with that. Yeah, it was crazy. It was different, you know? We had Black Coffee in the DJ booth. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So the video we, I had was... So it's like... It's yeah, like a track in the DJ booth. It's just different because it's African dance music, you know? Piano mm. is African dance music. So it's like... Yeah, we've made it into a white space, hmm. which is dance. You know, dance music is yeah. a white space. White That's where the money's at. Right. Yeah, the real money is in dance music. Play for two hours, get you one million. You got yeah. marshmallow type of fees. Hundred yeah. percent. So that's what we're all looking at. As in, we're inspired to be that. Hmm. But at the Coachella um, event, we're building around that. Hmm. If dance floor started small, maybe hundred people to a thousand five when we finished. Wow. So it was just, um, it was amazing for me because I know that the next DJ is coming, that I, I'm a piano DJ, can take it from there. Mm. And hopefully I also take it from there the next time I'm at Coachella. So better wow. stage, better, better sound, you know? Yeah. yeah. So in building. Levels. Mm. Mm. You talked about 
and my piano now having its own feet and, and walking around the world. Yep. The conversation uh, for South Africans, okay. Southern Africans, and my piano lovers is that there's a problem with the Afro piano, which is Afrobeats music where they're taking the Amapiano ama sound and mixing it with it. What is Major League DJ's thoughts on <laughs> what has been referred to derogatory term uh, called Afro-piano? For me, for me, I don't want them to give it any name. You can do whatever you want to do. Mm. Mix it around. Just don't give it a name. Don't take away, don't take away the core. Yes. Don't, so don't call, it, don't call it... Like, uh, I don't like, think they're even they doing it official. Like they, they're not. It's it like me calling it piano beats or... Mm. Like just leave, just it, leave like. it as I'm a piano, but yeah, it's your influence. But, it's, influ but it's your influence. It's your the question. It's your um. It's your it's your source. It's your which it's is your a great mission. answer. The question actually is not really about the name calling. That that one I think it was just like a joke to poke at some people. Mm -hmm. But what are your thoughts about the fact that you know other parts, maybe Nigerians, yeah, Ghanaians, mm -hmm. are now taking elements of our piano and creating a completely different sound of it? What are your thoughts about um, that? I, that's always going to happen. Evolution of sounds mm. always happen. There's, mm. there's nothing you can control there, you know? There's really nothing mm. you can do. Control. Mm. It's the like way we take influences of Caribbean music added into piano. Into Afro beats. It's nothing you can... You can't... You can't control a producer. Facts. You can't... But yes. if it sounds good, it sounds good. Mm. So all we need to do is just make sure that it's, it stays African. Mm. I think that's the main focus, like the real focus. Like I'm a piano Afrobeast. We got a dance genre. Mm. We got an artist genre. Mm. And we, yeah. we gone. Which to the billboards. You want to be on the billboards. You got an African. Imagine, imagine every, every Grammy Award ceremony, every dance category we win. You guys are winning every global category, and you're good. It's clean. Speaking about that, you had a Grammy Award winner in the legend Black Coffee. Yeah. What does that do for uh, South African producers and DJs like yourself? I, I don't even think South African. I think it's the whole African, of Africa. African DJs and producers. I, I think it's like, it's like, yo, African child, the dream is really like... David Gordon's not that far away. Hmm. It's possible. Um, Marshmallow, you're in the far away too. Come talk to that talk, brother. <laughs> that one milli and private jet on the booking. You get me? <laughs> <laughs> you're not far. Nothing, nothing's far fetched anymore. Mm. Yeah, work hard, he, he just validated all of that. Mm. Mm. So a big, big shout out to Nazi for that. I think, I think any African child is like, yo, I got a dream. Hmm. That one day. Hmm. Piano, piano. But with that being said, why did Wiz win? Like, that's another one. That's, so a, that's big a big question. That's, that's another a, stress for that's me. That's a big question. You, you know? go with the full circle and then you don't get the cherry on top. But how about this? How about, how about I put this on your table? Yeah. Why do we have to, why you are we need. looking at the international validation when we've got SABC awards, we've got the Headies awards, we've got... Why don't we endorse our own homegrown awards and give it that much value that it means so much to us? Because these can. people can't get us, man. They're we only going to pick one person but we can out of a do million it. But we can't do it. Mm. We can't I think do that's what the focus must be now. I don't mm. even think, like, Kanye and them are not even at those awards. Facts. They got awards. They got, they're winning and not even being there. So I think we should also be like that. Like, oh, we got it. Okay, that's good. Just adding something to my studio at home. Mm. 
I, I should like this Wiz kid not winning. I think we shouldn't validate anything. But Facts. big, still big shout out to Coffee. But like, yes, it's like okay, win a Grammy, congratulations. But if you don't win, African child is still possible. You still can fly in a private jet. You still can do everything you're supposed to do. Facts without that award. Facts. So yeah, it, it shouldn't be a validation, mm. but it should be something that we we should achieve. Like. As Africans, let's let's take that. If we the take stars. that, if we yeah, if we take that award ceremony, we take it. Mm. But it's like you don't have to like. Just not must. Yeah, a couple of years ago, you were in the UK, uh, playing to probably a couple hundred people. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2021, after the pandemic, the Amapiano invasion happened in the summer of 2021, mm-hmm. where we had, in my opinion, uh, one of the biggest assaults on the market. In recent times, uh, the Nigerians have done that for over a decade. True. Uh, the Ghanaians used to do it, but they slowed down heavily. Uh, but the, the, the Amapiano and South Africans came hard in, you know, summer 2021. You had vocalistic, major league DJs, Casper Nioves, you had Camel Fella, you had, the list goes on. You mm-hmm. were popping up in Birmingham, London, Luton, Manchester, Dublin. You know, you were spreading the gospel and laying a foundation for what it now becomes the first South African act to sell out 5,000 capacity O2 bricks. Can I get a round of applause for that, please, ladies and gentlemen? This ain't no joke. This ain't no joke. Talk to me, brothers. Firstly, how does it feel? To get the phone call to say, bro, we sold out. And second of all, knowing the work you had to put in and the, the walk you had to walk to build it up to now. Yo, it's, oh, it's crazy. It's emotional. It's overwhelming. Um, it's, it's, it's hopeful. Mm. It shows mm. you that there's a God and a, it's possible, you know, if you just put your head to it. Lockdown was... Heavy tight. It was, it was, it yeah, was we, uneasy we, because we, we couldn't gig, you know. But well, there's other blessings that come with it, like the balcony. The balcony mix. mix. I was gonna talk to you about that, but yeah. The balcony mix, you know. The balcony mix. Giving people flavor online, you know, just just different, like the virtual world, turned into something else, mm. which can help you turn into hard tickets as well at the same time. Mm. So, so the belief is there. We know God is there as well. The time and dedication, editing the mixes, hmm. sitting down, like, yo, do we have to do this? We have to do this shooting, every Friday? Shooting in a corner of your house, different corners, like, mm. knowing that, yo, there are people out there. Whose idea was the bal- balcony mix? How did that start? Uh, we just, I think we were just talking about it, but we sh- started shooting it before the lockdown. Hmm. So it's just like, we need to find a platform where we can spread our piano, like, outside of, like, it's normal mixing. That you can play in like stores and stuff. Mm. And we like let's do the mix. And then we just started the mix. Then like I think the third mix in we like locked down. Hundred mm. percent. Then we like, okay, let's carry on going and shoot it different corners of your house. Hey lockdown is painful. Crying to people. You couldn't move. That was crazy. But the crazy. funny thing is, the balcony mix during lockdown here in London went out I would walk like seven kilometers to my friend's house to go work out. That will be playing in the background on YouTube. So it became what you walk into people's homes. Mm-hmm. They've got the balcony mix on YouTube. Mm-hmm. 
is playing in the background and we're having conversations, arguing about football, women, COVID-19. But subconsciously, it became the theme of the lockdown in a lot of people's homes here in London. That's how I got to find out. I, I wasn't sent a balcony mix officially or anything. I just got to my friend's house and I found okay. out that every single day when I'm here to work out and argue for three hours or whatever, the balcony mix is on the screen and it's playing in the background. So they're checking. We're now looking, obviously, South African women. You know what I mean? <laughs> we're looking at South African women. We're looking at, you know, everything. So it now became a vehicle that really projected the music in such a subtle way. I don't think any marketing budget could have done what the Balcony Mix has done for my piano. And I'll put my house on that. 100%. Yeah, I the, agree the subconscious. <laughs> And that's what happens when people see us. People see us like those are the Bacchanalia guys. Yes. In America, like, wow, these guys are here. I can't believe it. Fast. I watch you in my house. And you when get like. Everybody's home. And you get like. Everyone's home. And you yeah. get like. like, For me, it's not even about like the CEOs. It's when like the cleaners come to you. Like, yo, yeah. I can't believe I'm seeing you here. Because so. that's what they were watching while they were working. Because the, the sound, you could either look at the video. Or just be playing the sound in the background. 100%. So, well, finally, what's the check looking like right now? <laughs> Come on, talk to me about this money. This money must be crazy. What's the check so looking like? They still of building. We're trying to make the oh, check look good. Africans will always, we thank God, you know, we're still pushing. <laughs> <laughs> talk to me about your, your family, man, your parents. Um, um, how do they feel? Because I know this dream, as having a twin, you know, boys growing up, hanging around each other, doing the same stuff, probably getting in trouble together and all of that type of stuff. To see where you guys are now and where you're going, what's that like for the folks, man? And how uh, they uh, dealt with the it? The folks is like, wow. I know my, my dad passed away, but hmm. my mom... But I knew my, my dad always... He was a musician as well. Mm. He was actually best friends with um Yuma Sikela. Oh. They grew up together and, and my dad and mom actually met at Yuma Sikela and Maria Makeba's wedding in America. So so for them to I know my dad is probably happy because he's seen it go full circle. My mom always used to say when I was younger, yo, your uncle used to live in Beverly Hills, it's possible. Wow. So it's always in my head like ah we can stay in Beverly Hills. She's seen it happen. I think I can mm. stay there now. I think she's she seen it happen. I think we're allowed to. It's not like it was that far away. Yeah, it wasn't a foreign thing for her. I, I think it's. I think we can do it now. And oh God, that check is looking. And what? my parents no. stayed in America for like thirty-five years. Mm. <laughs> wow. So I'm I'm fortunate to be in a space where it has been done before us, you know. So I always used to get advice from from them like, do this, do that. Like, even with Black Coffee, I knew he was going to get to that level because before he must get up past the way, he used to tell us, yo, DJing, this is the guy. Hmm. This is the guy who's going to turn yeah, this he's, whole he's thing around. Turn this thing. Hmm. And, and he crazy, did. And he turned it around. So it's like, yo, is this guy a fortune teller or what? Hmm. <laughs> nah, it's just about, I think it's just about going home and going to your like, roots. Like he always hmm. said, you have to go home, touch on the different 
the different connected cultures. Connected the sound. Connected oh. your people, your ancestors. They're the ones that carry you through all of this. Facts. And keep it like, nah, 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 yes. This is, you can say yes to, this is no. Facts. Um, finally, and more emotionally, in recent times, we lost a gem in, in yeah. South Africa, in Africa, uh, a brother who wore his heart on his sleeve, who was mm. straight talking, you know, just one of the best kind of characters in yeah. our culture. In Rick Rick, how did you deal with that loss and what have you taken from the circumstances that led to his passing? Uh, yeah, like, um, hey, depression is a very big thing, you know. It doesn't matter about money, how much money you have, you know. I think just like... You need to always have a, a go-to place. Some people use God, some use their mothers, you mm. know, just a comfort place. A mentor. A mentor, just to, to calm it down a bit, you know, during the storms. And everyone goes through storms. <laughs> I think us as, I think us as black people, we don't, we don't really look at depression as a serious thing, you know. We see it as a foreign, white. So <clears throat> come on, pick up your shoes, man. Especially if you're making money. Nobody yeah. wants to hear that. It's like, yo, pick up your shoes, man. You're doing well. What, what, what are you thinking about? What, what it could be depressing? There's a lot There's of money that money Money's not everything. And sometimes the full circle is not everything. Hmm. Yeah. You always look for what fulfills your, your heart and what, um, what actually satisfies what you do. Hmm. You know? Like, for me, some, some things I just do because other people do it, but it's like... Don't really need to do it. Facts. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. You spoke about fulfillment of heart. Uh, you are two young, rich, good-looking stars out of Africa, shining and gliding. Yeah, you know what time what's, it is. What's, what's the heart saying? What are those girls saying, brothers? Come on, come on, players. You ain't gonna. <laughs> life must be good it's right now. Sexy Coachella. niggas worldwide. You know what time it is. Listen, you can't I'm be. I'm trying a, to be a skinny nigga. Oh, bro, <laughs> listen, You're man. trying to look like you, nigga. Listen, gym gym on lockdown. Let me, me tell you, it's gym and fasting. It's a lot of hard work. No, Trust it's serious. Me, you gotta do it. Listen, it's serious, Jones. It's serious stuff, man. You guys were at Coachella. You saw everything that was out there, bro. I'm it's trying to be Jones. there one day. I'm trying to be there one day. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Listen, before we go, I there was a video that I posted once when you touched down in Zimbabwe, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where the reception, in my opinion, was one of those iconic receptions. I, I got, shout out my sister. Dana and she sent me the video. I was like, What's that? send me that video right now. Where the people came out. The reset. What is it like, especially for South Africa, where we know that there's been rumbles in the past where the relationship has been kind of like tensed up a little bit. Mm -hmm. But when you go into a place like that and you receive that type of love on arrival, what's that? Explain that to me. What does it feel like? Our energy is overwhelming. We know that, um, I know South Africa sometimes has this xenophobia, mm. terrible attacks, but when you go into places like that, you know that we won. Mm. You know? You can't be, you can't be one with another country. Facts. And I think Zimbabwe and South Africa is just outside, so I don't no, but even know why for me, for those me. things happen mm. in for situations me. like that. For me, I don't even think about that. For me, it's like, 
who put the borders up? That's black people, that's white people. That's the biggest question in the world. Talk that talk. For me, we won. It's like, they put the borders up, it's fine. But we got to make sure we we good. Facts. And if we can get past that, I think Africa can be the biggest thing ever. Facts. As black people. Simple terms. What can people expect from Major League coming from 5,000 capacity, collecting a million dollar check like you just collected this week? Uh, What else can... (laughs) That's my nigga. That's my nigga. You see my worst African niggas took money, baby. Money. What's next for other brothers? I know you've been in the studio producing with the likes of Tiwa Savage and Co in Ghana. You've been in London. You've been listen, I've heard stuff. Everybody's watching, bro. I seen you in London. I see you in Ghana. I saw you, of course, in Miami, LA. We know you're moving around. So what can you tell us? About some of the great productions and collaborations yeah, that's we coming. A, we have an EP with Major Laser. Oh, that's a mad one. That's the that's the start. We're working a lot of remixes. That's the start. We got working on the album can... now as well. Yeah. So uh, it's gonna be a crazy one. That's all I can say. Like uh, it's different vibes. You're trying to just get into like different. You see, you see how we get... hit like Pat Rankin with the Do Better. Yeah. When we are that small now, we yeah. gonna hit the big boys it, or no. the big girls. Let me Is say. it? Ooh. Ooh, <laughs> ooh! I, I like that. I like the sound of that, man. Yeah, we, we aiming for Pluto, so you might hear Mars by mistake. Come on, brother. <laughs> Listen, um, it's it's been a very insightful conversation. Your success is inspiring not only to the young South African kids, but just as you said, to the young African kids and the African guys and girls that are also of age. Success inspires those that are young and and those that are old. And it makes everybody proud that there's an African doing that. When I saw the video at Coachella, I was proud of that. Because now, we didn't only see Black Coffee, now we see Major League, now we've seen Burner Boy, now we, so we're starting to get more for every, every door that opens, it gives us more, you know, belief that everybody else can achieve it. So, my brothers, uh, congratulations on everything so far. Brixton Academy is going to be wild. If you're looking for the most beautiful women in the world, listen, it's the piano. No, but Afrobeat got also the hardest. No, Afrobeat got some hard women, but I went to the piano brunch a couple days ago, bro. I felt like I just being there I was going to get in trouble. You, you know that? Yeah, just know. being there, I'm looking around, I'm like, I might just be, if, if they take a picture of me here, I'll have some explaining to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I know that <laughs> Listen, man, uh, it's a pleasure having you guys here. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment. My brothers from South Africa is the Major League DJs! <laughs> I forgot, my friend that just left, Star Alliance, he dropped the hats for you guys. He thought you guys were cool hat lovers. That's his new special edition. He thought you guys should have it. Super proud of what you guys are doing. You're superstars already. So listen, it only makes sense. We outside, brothers. We outside.